0: welcome to the Church Society podcast. I'm Ros Clark, I'm the Associate Director of Church Society and I'm your host here on these podcasts. This week we have the next in our little series uh, of getting to know some of our Church Society parishes up and down the country. Previous episodes in this series have focused on St Luke's in Wolverhampton, one of our newest Church Society parishes, and uh, Hailsham Parish Church with David and Kim Bourne. Today we're up in Derbyshire in Duffield at the Church Society Parish of St. Alkman's. So I'm talking to James Hughes. James, you are a Church Society Council member and you are vicar of a Church Society parish. Tell us where you're vicar of.
1: I'm vicar of Duffield, uh, St. Alkman's Duffield, which is in the Diocese of Derby.
0: Excellent, but you also have responsibility for another church that is not a yeah, church society? Yeah,
1: so it's a joint benefice. It's uh, Duffield with Little Eaton, St Paul's at Little Eaton Little and St Altman's Duffield. Um, those two churches came together uh, around about 13, 14 years ago in a joint benefice. And so uh, it's a shared patronage, uh, two thirds church society, one third.
0: Okay well we may talk about that a little bit more in a moment. Uh, first of all could you just begin by telling us a bit about the parish, the kind of place we're in, uh, what sort of people live here?
1: So Duffield is um, a large village, around about 5,000 people. Uh, we're about six miles away from the centre of Derby um, and the predominantly uh, managerial professionals would be for you know uh, people who own their own home, uh, people who've chosen to live here because it's got good schools and it's a nice place and you can access the countryside and you can have the kind of uh, life that you want to have. Uh, so, King, so it's a Rose, sort of aspirational kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's aspirational, although uh, it's not well-known aspirational. Okay. So um, it's, it, you know, people know about it and co- people often come back here. People will okay. go away and come back. But, you know, a, a lot of folk who work for Rolls-Royce, um, amongst those who are now retired, of which is a, a good number... Um, A lot of folk used to work for the railways in various kind of engineering type positions. People who work at the hospital a lot, quite a lot of uh, doctors and surgeons um, and various other kind of...
0: And you mentioned a fair number of retired folk, but also families and younger folk?
1: Yeah, yeah. So both, two primary schools in the village, both of which are full and both of which take pretty much all their children... To much all their children from the local area, so right. plenty of children, plenty of families. It's the kind of place you move to when you have kids. Yes, um, and you might
0: want to move out of the city, then, Yeah, you might be on escape to the country and, and be looking and, for and a nice and place. And you might
1: start, you know, the, the things that you wanted the city for when you were younger, you might decide you don't want those anymore for your children.
0: Okay, and so tell us a little bit about um, the church here. What sort of uh, numbers do you have? Does it really reflect the local community? Are you getting people in from outside the parish? Tell it, Yeah.
1: So, yeah, um, most of the electoral roll would be folk who live in the village. Um, I, I'd say around about 80%. Um, and then there's a few that come in from outside, uh, not from very far away on the whole, but we do get a few. Um, does it reflect the village? Uh, largely, yes. We're, we're probably, on the whole, slightly older than the village. I think that's what say, and that, that's reflected in, um, in children young people. We do have children, we do have young people, but perhaps not as high a proportion as you would find in the village although I've not actually checked no. the numbers no. um but yeah we 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 and we you know we got good links with the local community we Duffield's the kind of place where you can still do Christmas and Easter and, and find a whole load of people turn up so there'd usually be about sort of 120 130 of us on a Sunday morning but we saw a thousand people through the doors on Christmas yeah. Eve and Christmas Day. It's, yeah, exactly and
0: and is it still the kind of place where people would automatically get married in the, the parish church and um, funerals? More funerals, funerals kind of than things. weddings. Yeah. Uh,
1: weddings, of course, you've got lots of other options now. Haven't you? Yes. And, 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 and you know, it might
0: be also slightly at an earlier stage of life before people move out yeah, here, maybe. But, yeah. but, but it's
1: certainly, you know, funerals, certainly sort of key moments. We're, we're still very involved in things like remembrance. Uh, yes. And that kind of thing. OK,
0: great. And um, so it is a, a church society patronage church, as I as I said earlier. Has it always had an evangelical ministry here?
1: As far back as I could trace, yes. Um, so uh, I've not gone all the way back to the sort of 13th century, but... Uh,
0: <laughs> well, it, it may not have been church society yeah. patronage in the uh, 13th so, century. So certainly,
1: certainly sort of... Uh, at least four vicars back yeah uh, it's always been an evangelical church
0: and and does that mean you've got uh, quite a spiritually mature congregation people well taught
1: definitely people have been well taught um spiritual spiritual maturity is such a subjective thing, i not um i think <laughs> i've there are plenty of people within the congregation who are who are a good mature christian folk and yeah. then there are sure it's always going to, to be varied
0: yeah. as well and you know, as you say, difficult to measure, but you're, you're not kind of starting from scratch no, with, no, with no. most things. And, you know, they, they're, they're
1: used to a, an expository ministry. Um, that's, you know, what they had from, from yeah, Michael's previous. predecessor and, and others before, um, and therefore that's that's sort of taken us for granted yeah. that that's what they're going to get. Um, Great. And so the, tell
0: us um, what other kind of things go on here. You seem to have... Uh, I just spent a lot of time in the church office earlier. You seem to have lots of people around yeah, working for the church, which, doing things yeah, for the church.
1: Yeah, you've met most of them. So we've got uh, uh, Dave Barnsley, who is uh, known as Vicar of Little Eaton. Um, so he he is primarily based there, uh, looking after that church there. He also does some stuff for us. Uh, and then Helen.
0: And he's been around for a while. He's hasn't been around he?
1: for nearly twelve years. Yeah. yeah. So he was when when the when it became a joint benefice, he was the first appointment to, to look after Little uh, Helen Hawley is our, our youth uh, and children's worker. Uh, she's She's been here a few years now and she's uh, gradually increased her role and increased her responsibility. Um, we've now got a ministry trainee working in youth work, Caris, who works with Helen. Um, and then I've got, I uh, just appointed another one, uh, two sort of part-time secretaries, church administrators. Great. Um, which is really, really helpful.
0: Great. And you had another member of staff who left last year did, that yeah. you're looking to replace at some point
1: yeah we are we're, we're, we're hoping from the summer to have uh, mm. another assistant minister uh, and that will hopefully be someone who's uh, looking towards ordination training might spend two or three years with us and then hopefully go off to college great uh, to train that's that's certainly the hope great
0: and so what do you all do all the time that seems like a lot of people well, I mean, you,
1: you've been <laughs> you spent time with us today so you know that we mostly go out for lunch and, and drink coffee and tea and a slightly rude to one another but um, when, when we're not doing that um you know, there's always plenty to do. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a decent sized church, it's a big parish. So, you know, you've talked to Helen about yeah. the, the, the children's ministry and, the, and the, particularly the youth ministry that she does. Um, you know, aside from the Sunday stuff, um, I, what have I, I've, I get into schools quite a bit. We've got a church school so I get in there every Monday but I've also managed to make some links with the two of the schools in the village, so that's been good. Um, there's obviously the sort of pastoral ministry uh, around the place. And and particularly in a place where you've got quite a lot of older folk, you've got quite a lot of widows, um, quite a lot of people Mm. in in, in, in really quite challenging life moments who haven't necessarily got family nearby. Yes. So so that, you know, we we do need to... I mean, it's just
0: the reality of life, isn't it? Whatever kind of place you are in, people's lives are messy and complicated and they need help. And my experience is sometimes that in a place that, that may appear on the surface to be more affluent... It's not that the problems aren't there, but they may be slightly better hidden sometimes. Yeah, yeah. and that,
1: that's a, that's partly a class thing, isn't it? That, yes. You know, if, if, you know, broadly speaking, if, if quote-unquote middle-class people have got problems, they'll try and hide them. Yes. Um, and that's. But
0: but in some know, ways. Up a lip, keep the lip. Yeah. The, you know, keep, in keep some ways, it them. can just make the problems even yeah, harder to deal with when you then uncover yeah. them and and. and Really get in with people's lives and, yeah. and start doing that. You've only been here a relatively short time, haven't 18 you, James? 18 months, yeah. 18 months. So um, could you tell us a little bit about the process by which you were appointed. So we've mentioned a little bit earlier that there's, there's a joint benefice with yeah. shared patronage. My understanding is that was not a completely straightforward process.
1: No, no, it was a two-year interregnum. And generally when you say that, that generally gives you all the information you need to know about. about yes, yeah,
0: so interregnums happened. you'd normally expect to be sort of around a year yeah, or yeah, so. Yeah.
1: so. So so I, I entered the process uh, in, in the second year uh, when the, the job went out for advert. And what had happened is that... Uh, Church society had found a candidate who they were largely happy with um, but for various reasons which she sat and explained to me um the bishop wasn't yeah and that then made the process a bit complicated it ended up it ended up back in the uh, it ended up back in the, the Archbishop of Canterbury's desk um and then uh, and then it all got sorted out from there and that just meant it was slow so for example I think I I filled some forms in November of 2015 heard about an interview in January of 2006, went for the interview in February, and it all just sort of took a while and then yes. obviously moved in the summer. Um, so I think that was, you know, that was quite a painful process for the church. The reps found that really hard because they were having yeah. to sort of not tell people what, what was happening and everyone's wondering what on earth is happening. Why these incompetent people haven't appointed a vicar yet. Yes, because um, you
0: think on the surface, yeah. it looks like quite a straightforward appointment. It's quite a reasonable sized yeah. church. A joy benefits, but there's already somebody in place with the other church, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, not an awful place to come and live. no it's a
1: very nice place to come and live. I mean, you know, it's it is a lovely place to live. You know, you I know.
0: there's a lot of churches out there, well, a lot of incumbents' posts out there that you look at and you think, I can, I can see why no one wants to go there, yeah. but but yeah, I you wouldn't I mean, have thought it, it would it would have needed to be that hard. I no. mean,
1: when it was advertised, there were, there were, you know, with well, there were three, I know, there were three people interviewed, yeah, which so, is actually quite a lot, yeah, for a job. Yeah, I think president.
0: that's right. I mean, I think often you'd expect to only interview one or maybe two. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, in, you know, from my perspective, <laughs> the, the process worked because you, know, you ended obviously up here. I ended up here. Yeah, and you know, that's obviously what God wanted, so that's mm. that's good. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was one of those where you you know it's just complicated, yes. and um, you you can you can you can see why things happened in the way that they did, but obviously it wasn't it wasn't ideal. No. It was it was a challenge. For,
0: it but, is hard and. Um, you know, church society, we're often in a position where we're not the sole patron mm. in, a, in a benefit. And there are different ways that, that that works out. And sometimes it's that they take turns, but, you know, that has issues in terms of what kind of ministry continuity you get. And and then there are situations like here where it's shared patronage, but it's not equally shared yeah. necessarily. But how that then can work out. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, uh, my understanding is a patron these days, only has the right to put forward a candidate to the bishop. Yeah, the right to present. It's yeah. The right to present, exactly. So, if the bishop is the other patron and yeah. doesn't like that candidate for yeah. whatever reason, you know, you can get to a situation where there's an impasse and, and it can become very complicated. Yeah. yeah I mean, how how are relations now with the bishop?
1: Good. Yeah. I mean, he he lives in Duffield, which is oh, an does Aris he? Factor. Yeah. So, <laughs> so so I can see his house in the back of my vicarage. He's five minutes walk away. Oh. So obviously that, that, Is know, he that's, a regular
0: attendee? No, at the I think he's, he's. I'm sure he's at a different he's church every Sunday. Else. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think he used to come before he was in the period when he moved to the village. Before he was consecrated. Consecrated. Thank you. He, he used to come a bit. Yes. Um, I, I think, like all bishops, he's very careful to go all where over he's place. invited, him yes, and, and to wait for him. And, and I respect him for that. In a way, he 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 doesn't involve himself in the bishop, in the in the village i I'm, I'm quite appreciative of yeah. that because.
0: Yes, a slight... It Otherwise, could be, it could be a sort of... It could feel oh well, like stepping on your say toes. The vicar saying this, but the bishop
1: says this. Yes. Obviously, the bishop ranks the vicar, by the way. Yes, and so you Figure certainly it. don't want that kind and of he's, he's really, relationship. I do appreciate how carefully he is with, yes. with that. Um, so, um, yeah, we, we, we go on fine at, at personal level. You know, he was very straight with me when I met him as to why he'd... Yeah. Why he'd not liked any of the previous candidate, but why he was perfectly happy with me. Okay, good. Um, so, at the, he, end, at the end, it was so, not a so controversial... Got, no, not at all. He was appointment happy. Good. Um, it, 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 you know, he said it was a question of experience, which he felt I had. Um, so, so that's that's fine. And, and I've I've really worked hard at trying to um, treat him as my bishop. Yes. Over the last two years, we you know we, we've passed this, we've got a letter of request. We we you know we're under the ministry of Rob Thomas, but that has I don't think that means that we need to sever a relationship that us and we've really sought not to do that. No.
0: And there is some you know there are some issues where even if that is the case. You still have to relate to the diocese on, at a different sort of level.
1: Yeah, so, so at the moment I, I try and meet with Alistair about every six months. Okay. And just to sort of chat through ministry and say, look, this yeah. is what I'm up to and, 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 and seek his advice and his, his counsel and his wisdom on that, which, you know, and I've, I've, yeah. I'm one actually. I've, I've met him a couple of times, so I've, I've reasonably kept up with that. And that's actually been, mm. those has both been really helpful meetings, just because it's a different perspective. Yes. And, you know, uh, and, uh, and that's been useful. And I'll continue. I mean, he's actually retiring this summer, so I don't. know So okay, it'll be that, a different but, person. Of, but um, but that yeah. would be my goal. Great. If you're gonna bishops. They need yeah, to be yeah. Bishops, don't they?
0: Yeah, I think that's right. And if we're serious about being part of the Church of England, yeah. we do need to be respectful of of the systems and the structures and the yeah. hierarchies within that. And There're also many
1: people God has put in that position, aren't they? So yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly. For for what who knows what uh, higher purposes the Lord might have. Great. Um so normally at this point I would ask the incumbent that I'm talking to what have been the obstacles and challenges uh, in their ministry in the parish so far, I, I don't know whether you, are you still in the honeymoon period? Oh, or no, no, I'm not. Have there been obstacles and no, challenges? No, no, I'm definitely not in the honeymoon period. Uh,
1: look, you know, without you know, obviously, every, you know everything's good. I would, I would always yeah. look at look at um, the, the big picture here and rejoice in the support that we have as a family, the support I have from 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 church wardens, from staff, from the PCC. You know, um, look, they, they were happy to pass. Um, a letter of request by a significant majority, even though I know not everybody in that room agreed on the mission. I, you know, I, I, I was very affirming from them. and, I, and yeah. you know, A couple of people made a significant personal sacrifice in to do that, and I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, That's a hard
0: we, thing to have to do when you first come in yeah, somewhere as well, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And but be, that yeah. was the timing. It just, yeah. In a way, it was
1: easier to do it straight away than... Well, and you, if begins. you know
0: the bishop's going to retire as well, yeah. you've got a certain urgency. And I didn't want to do personal, I didn't want no. to pass it. You know, no but it but it is, is hard, hard when people right. have, have only just got to know you yeah. and you're asking them to, to consider yeah. that
1: so so, so the, the Good. you know the general but the, yeah there are there are things I think the the biggest sort of issue for us and this is something we've started talking about as a um, as a church family is you know we we are we are old and getting older yeah and you know there's a certain demographic reality that's likely to to um, appear in the next five to ten years if I could put it like that Um, and therefore well we know that we know we need to engage with that and we need to work out how we do that Um, we've got lots of good links that we can probably do more with but you know I think every church will say but we haven't got enough volunteers and you know there's so much more we could do Um, and you know uh, every other incumbent vicar church leader I speak to will always say look I haven't got enough time to do all the things I want to do. No, uh, and therefore you can only do what.
0: There's always what more do. opportunities, and think, and you have to prioritize. No.
1: And, and you just have to accept that you you know there are only a limited number of hours in the week. We yeah. still need sleep, and therefore you can only do what what the law enables you to do, can't you?
0: You can yes. I mean I think obviously one thing that you can think about doing is, uh you know you you said kind of I haven't got enough volunteers I haven't got enough volunteers is. Um, how you are investing in the rest of the congregation yeah. to equip yeah. them and, and mobilize them and motivate them uh, to be yeah. doing... Yeah, so more, we're
1: doing we're doing stuff but it, everything takes time. Yeah. Um, well, tell
0: me about, you were talking about a lunch, a thing that you've been doing on Thursdays. Tell yeah. us a little bit about uh, yeah. what so, that is. So um, when I arrived,
1: I, you know, part of the, I knew we'd need to do some stuff like this and, and the, the profile said, look, you know, we, we want someone else to teach us and, and, and train us. So we, we for two terms out of three, so generally autumn and spring term um, we do a, on a Thursday morning repeatedly on a Thursday evening for sort of eight weeks and then six weeks we do a a course uh, two hours so the first one was Bible overview so fairly straightforward eight weeks through the Old Testament six weeks through the New uh, and then this last year uh, we just finished a church history course so we did uh, eight weeks up to and including the Reformation and then six weeks uh, on the church since and uh, that's been that's been phenomenally well attended but we I've had about 60 or 70 people at that every week fantastic most of and just church and, and, and just you know that's been really helpful for folk who just didn't know most of this stuff yeah. but also understanding what it what does it mean to be an Anglican actually and what's distinctive about an Anglican is, and, and, and that's really been helpful and then next uh, next term and I'm going to be a bit vague about this I'm getting it yet uh, we're going to do we're going to do something that that goes through the Anglican catechism or the kind of things that you deal with in a catechism that is Ten Commandments, Lord's Prayer, um, and the Apostles'
0: Creed. Creed. Can I recommend an excellent book that has recently been published? Oh, no, it hasn't. That oh, is well, that I'm is really. soon going to be published, uh, based on our Lent series of blog posts this oh, okay. year on the Church Society website, I will, I will on the Apostles' that. Creed, is it, is the that, Ten Commandments, who's, who's that? and uh, the Lord's Prayer. That might be me. okay. no
1: <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, so, so there's, a, there's a good resource that I've used um, by... Jim Packer and somebody else whose name I've forgotten. Not terrible. Um, called Grounded in the Gospel. Right. Which talks about sort of yeah. what catechism is. And I think that's the structure. Because what, what I want to do is a, a sort of doctrine course, but not calling it doctrine, because no one wants to go to a doctrine well,
0: course. Well, you say that. Um, uh, for the last few years, I've done. Lent courses at, at my church, yeah. which is sort of a bit like you time, but slightly light. So yeah. just six weeks and, and just an hour. Uh, and we did, uh, we've done Bible overview, we did church history and we did do doctrine. Did okay. Yeah. And people actually loved that as well. Yeah. Um, it's I'm, just a name, I think. That yeah, I'm, I'm so possibly. We called from. it um, The Truth About. Yeah, that, that's, that's kind of... And, yeah. um, and got yeah. people along. And, and I think um, I would really yeah. encourage... Yeah, if you're listening to this and thinking, oh, I don't know if my church would be yeah. up for that. Really, just go for it. I, I think we were surprised as well mm-hmm. by the kind of take-up that we've had for those those courses. And actually, again, people who've been Christians often many, many years in coming yeah. to church all their lives who've never thought about those kind of things. Because it's the stuff
1: you can't deal with in on Sunday a Sunday, Sunday, Sunday morning. Sunday, even if you've got half an hour, which we have here. Mm. You, you can't. You can't do everything.
0: No, you and you're not going to do church history in that slot. No. That would be inappropriate.
1: Yeah. So you have got to do it somewhere else. Or but doctrine, doctrine need do or whatever. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, that's. I mean, that's really great. And I think, um, you know, it'd be really great to pray that that actually that sort of training is bearing fruit yeah. and I think in equipping it just, more people. It takes time, it takes time doesn't, doesn't time. it? Yeah. Um, so what would be, uh, 80 months or so into the job, what would be your sort of hopes and, and wild dreams and big prayers for the church going forward?
1: Uh, well, I mean, you know, my, my hope, my prayer is that we grow, and that, that's, there's a lot of ways of that happening. So obviously, you, you always want to grow in numbers. That's, that's what you want the gospel to do, of course. Um, you know, we, we, we're, we're in a good, healthy state in the sense of I mean, 20 and 30, but there's 5,000 people in the village and they're, they're not all going to other churches. No. So they might as well be coming to us. Um, and then, then there's obviously the, the growth in godliness, in holiness, in, uh, in life within the body of Christ that, that will need to come as a result of that and also need to, to, to happen in order for that to happen. I've been talking to quite a lot of my folk and I think we're going to do more on this um, about the sort of Acts 2 42 to 47 stuff and, and summarising with that as, as devoted to God, devoted to one another and really thinking about that actually is a precursor to the, the gospel going out and people coming in that actually we're, we're a church where God's going to send people. Yeah. Cause, yeah.
0: You know, yeah. You've, you've got a church full of people who are capable and competent yeah. and,
1: and, and, and resourced and and, and, and- and caring for one another. Yeah. Because so that, that seems to me, to me, the picture from Acts, that, that God sends people to the church in Jerusalem yeah. and elsewhere when the church is doing church Yes. Right. That's not to say they're not reaching out. Of course they are. Um, but it, it does mean that actually being the people that God has called you to be is, is essential mm. to growth. Mm. So that's that's where I'm at. Growth in, in all those kind of areas. God holiness, yeah. numbers, discipleship, whatever you want to package it.
0: Fantastic. And um, in these episodes where I'm uh, talking to someone about one of our church churches, I always like to end by asking you, uh, what things people could be praying for. So we do have the regular prayer diary, but it's, there's very limited space in that. So even when a, a church does send in their prayer requests, it, it's you know, a sort of one-line thing. So it's just nice to, to get a sort of um, little bit more detail. What would be the kind of things that you'd love people to be praying for for you here? Well, I'd love
1: prayer for this appointment that we're seeking to make of an assistant minister. I'm meeting someone that quite soon. Um, so, so pray about that. Pray for discernment for, for both of us and, and wisdom as to whether that's the right thing. And pray that we will be able to to fill that post because I think that's that's a really good opportunity. Um, uh, pray for us as we uh, go into a vision day. We've got a vision day on this Saturday, um, which. Uh, it may have happened by the time I'm uh, <laughs> Yes, for, it, it probably will. Pray but, for the outcomes the of the Vision Day, <laughs> day that we had on the, on the 21st of April. That's We're gathering together the whole church. We've got about 60 people coming. We're just saying, right, okay, what what, what do we want an office to look like in 2040? Far Great. Far away Great. so that you can't start getting worried about process. Yes. Um, and, and know, here's
0: a little tip. We had at my church a few years ago a chap called John Truscott came to do a Vision yeah, Day for us. Yeah. And the exercise he gave us was... Imagine you moved to Australia for 10 years. What would you like the church to be like when you came back? Because that way, you wouldn't have had to go through any of the hassle.
1: You wouldn't have had to go through that. And you couldn't have been there to stuff the
0: Exactly. Yeah. So just what would you like the yeah. church to have done in back, your absence? Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was kind of brilliant. That's yeah, quite a nice way
1: of <laughs> I might suggest that. But
0: too. yes, also 2040, just think long term and big picture yeah. and blue sky.
1: So, so my prayer is that after that, we will really together capture a vision for, for yeah. what it means to be God's people and... That, that some of these issues of, of perhaps people just feeling that they've done their bit and they can set back now and, and you know... Actually, that might that not be not quite... We need to, we've, we've got work to do here what, and, and yeah. this, this is what God, is, God has called us to do. So let's let's get on with it. Great. That'll do.
0: Great. Thank you very much. I had a lovely time actually visiting Duffield. I had lunch with James and the uh, youth and children's worker that he mentioned there, Helen. Uh, and I've also uh, recorded... Uh, snippets with both Helen and also the ministry trainee at Duffield Carrots for a future episode of the podcast that would be uh, focusing on ministry trainees and what that role can look like Uh, What it's like, what the experiences of those who are doing it, and what it might lead to in the future. So, do look out for that one in a few weeks' time. Next week on the podcast, I'm talking to Mark Mennell. Mark, who used to work at All Souls Langham Place and is now uh, director of Langham Preaching in Europe and the Caribbean. Uh, apparently, he doesn't get to travel to the Caribbean quite as often as you might hope uh, in that job. And I'm talking to Mark really about his new book, When Darkness Seems My Closest Friend, and his experiences of depression and uh, doing ministry with depression, being a Christian with depression. Well, I found it uh, a very challenging and um in in strange ways encouraging and inspiring uh, conversation so do tune in uh, for that next week and the following week that will be the first Monday in May May the 7th that will be our regular book review episode Amanda and I will be reading Paul Mallard's new book Invest Your Disappointments if you'd like to read along with us you can buy that uh, now And uh, if you have any thoughts or questions that you'd like us to discuss, uh, please send those in by, I think, by April 30th so that we have time uh, to look at them before we have our conversation. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or if you have an Android device on your favourite podcast app, there's instructions for how to do that on the blog post on the Church Society website. You can comment on the podcast either tweet us at Church Society or on the Facebook page Uh, and please do let me know if you've got any questions, comments or ideas for future podcasts by emailing ros at churchsociety.org.